Welcome to Divorce Diary Show Podcast. My name is Michelle Trena. I'm the creator of Divorce Diaries. And today I have a fabulous guest. I am very honored to have her. She's a divorce coach, a mom, a veteran to our country. She is a therapist, licensed social worker, and she is an amazing human being. Please welcome Kina Crowley, everybody. Who just saw how what a hot mess I am? This is the show. I had to change our time. I had to. I'm getting my coffee together. My bed has laundry on it. How are you, Kina? <laughs> I am great. I'm glad to be here. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you for that intro. I am. Tell us the, about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am the CEO and founder of My Thriving Life Academy where we help women over the age of 35 who feel stuck or overwhelmed to break free from that disappointment of a broken relationship so they could thrive and live a blissful life after divorce. Um, And really with that, it it took for me to go through my own journey um, to end up where I am. Um, So yeah, wait, so to My Thriving Life Academy, this is what I saw on Facebook, right? So if they, so we're gonna talk about where you guys can um, go find uh, Kina and the My Thriving Life Academy, but I'd love for you to talk about where this all started because you have such a rich history of experiences. First of all, the fact that you are a US vet, you served in the army, you served overseas? Yes, yes, Um, I deployed to Iraq. Okay, so you must be thinking I'm a real fucking mess. Like I could never be in the army. My dad was in the Navy and he would be dying right now. Like, look at this. This is what would the, (laughs) (laughs) so tell us how your background, um, even as in your parent, how all of this transpired into, uh, being a divorce coach from, from the time you were in, in the military to the time you were getting divorced. How did that all conspire? Well, yes. So I, Honestly, my military experience kind of had me think that I could hold on to my marriage. Um, I was in an abusive relationship. And so um, that need to be strong, that wearing the mask and such, um, which it it helped and it hurt uh, at the same time. But um, one day I, I made that decision to leave. And it wasn't easy, but the military helped me in the sense of being able to pivot, being able, instead of me bawling up in my bed and um, being unable to function, I was able to make moves and compartmentalize, put that emotional side um, so I could take action um, and take care of my son. Um, He has special needs, he has autism. And so he needed me. Um, but I went through my motions. I went through the grief cycle, um, and stages of grief. And I thought I had reached acceptance and that I was no longer angry. Um, but I found or realized, um, I was actually stuck. I didn't see it initially. I was a whole therapist at that time. Right. Going to work, telling other people, Hey, you need to get out of that. You know, yeah. hey, loving yourself. Um, you can't block people from like block everyone out of your life. We don't thrive right. in isolation. Yet I was going home and I was doing that very same thing. And it's kind of sad and morbid when I look back. But, but my th- mindset was, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to keep grow moving. Old. 
Well, the compartment, the compartmentalizing with you were saying as in the army is that you were able to compartmentalize. I can't speak, put everything in different little corners. Right. Yes. And then you were able to just, but then it, so, and that's, first of all, kudos to you for being able to juggle all that. Cause most of us would be like, I would be in my bed crying for, for weeks. I, I, I can't compartmentalize that great. Um, and it does serve a purpose for some things, but others, and like you're saying, you hit a wall where you're like, wait a minute, I'm helping other people, but I'm feeling the depletion before. Um, so can you rewind a little bit, a little bit when you were married, um, how, what did that look like for you? Um, because a lot of people think, you know, oh, divorce is not funny. When I do my show, divorce is not funny. There's nothing, you know, funny about it, but it, but it is because of all the challenges you went through. I think there is comedy in everything you can find the the silver lining, right? So you told me yesterday a little bit about when we talked offline about your experience when you were moving and everything and you were serving overseas. Can you talk about when you were married and what happened, what triggered you into the divorce? Yes, yes. So then we'll find your ex and we will throw eggs at us out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, so um I had gotten out of the military at this point and um, my ex was, he had just returned from a tour in Korea. So he was active duty and we moved to Washington state. We PCS and we're there, we're house hunting and we're trying to um, reunite yeah. and everything. And um, Is that much time apart? How much time apart did you guys have? Full year. We had the full year. Wow. We didn't come home that i freak out if a guy doesn't text me within three hours it, it was rough we actually kind of um broke up separated i was done but you know he pulled at my heartstrings i'm going of course working myself and so i gave him another chance um and that's why we were trying to have a fresh start like look at his okay clean slate we're starting over um and so things were already off between us. And I thought, okay, maybe we just because we haven't been around each other for a while. Right. It just it wasn't meshing the way that a couple after a year of being apart. Right. You would want to jump on top of each other. And women feel that energy. Like I do, uh, there's that intuition that kicks in. And then the guys are, oh, you're crazy. You're, you're thinking too much. I'm like, no, I know what's happening. I feel yes. it. Yes. And I, I could feel it. I could yes. feel something was wrong, but, you know, still trying to give a benefit of the doubt and stay positive right. and this and that. And so one morning I wake up and he's literally laying in the bed next to me on, um, well, I could see him just <laughs> doing that. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, she just might, if you're listening to this on, if you're not on the YouTube channel, you'll see, she just mind the texting. That would drive me nuts. Yeah. <gasps> yes. So I'm sitting there and I'm like squinting my eyes. <laughs> You're trying to see the messages, right? <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing? Because like eight o'clock in the morning, we don't know anybody in Washington. Like they're like, and he's off. It's not like he was working yet. So yeah. I had to finally say something like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, um, and you see him clicking out of stuff. So clicking out of the apps. Damn it. I'm like, uh, 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 go back. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> And at that point, I was all over him. Um, and I hadn't done that since he had gotten home. I was giving him benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But sure enough, um, he was on Snapchat and everything <gasps> else. Yeah. And I, personally, I'm like, why does a married man need to be on Snapchat? Like, that's just my opinion with that. But 
And I didn't know. I didn't even know that he had a Snapchat account or anything. It was secretive. So yeah, I was all over him. Hey, open everything up. And it turned into a very, very bad fight and argument. And I ended up leaving that day. Um, because I, I knew I was like, no. And he was like, literally, we were closing, not closing, we had oh. gotten um acceptance on an offer on a house that day. And I had to call a realtor and say, look. Uh, something came up. <laughs> We're not taking the house. So he was like, yeah, we could just live together and make it work. No. <laughs> so. Do you know, there, there's a saying. Um, so this reminds me of a saying of God doesn't always come when you call, but he comes on time. Yes. And that's coming on. Like that was had to happen then because in most people, I know a lot of women, um, including probably myself that would have said, okay, well, I really love this person though. I'm going to, I just signed the deal for a house. Like I've went through similar, similar circumstances with my ex-husband where I was like, well, we were pregnant and it was just like, ah, but you decided to take action, which I think is setting the stone of who you are, your character, right? That regardless, you know, that you're worth more, right? Yeah. So then when if I love, first of all, <laughs> I love the Snapchat bit because let me tell you something. I do a thing about WhatsApp. I, on a side note, I, th I think all these apps are cheating apps, obviously, because my, oh my God, first of all, well, any app can be a cheating app. I'm like, see, you're found out. <laughs> you do it. But um, it's, it's kind of what puts the anxiety in us as for me. And I have some of my friends, that, female friends, they're like, yeah, I can't handle if I'm talking to a guy, right? Well, even if this is like, if we're divorced and we're dating, there are so many forms of communication to try to, um, a, what is it called? Um, to taunt them. It's like, oh, well, uh, what it, I'm, I can't think of the word, but it's like temptation, temptation, right? And yeah, you have to trust your partner, but there's so many different things. And for you, your gut was telling you something's not right, but you were giving him the benefit of the doubt, which we all do. And this experience in itself, right? Like, okay, he lied. I left. Now I'm going to put my foot down and, and demand better for myself. Um, when did you officially become, turn what you were going through and into helping others and become the divorce coach, that fabulous divorce coach that you are today? Thank you. Um, well, I, like I said, I had to go through my own motions and um, I reached that point of no longer being angry, but I was alone and saying that that's what I was going to be the rest of my life. And that wasn't healthy either because that was my fear. Um, I was afraid nobody's going to ever hurt me again. I won't put myself out there. I won't put yeah. To be vulnerable and I do that, it's not going to happen. And um, truth be told, I was lonely, but and my Same. own mother was telling me, She's like, You need to get back out there. <laughs> uh, no, I'm fine. And, and so, I have a body pillow, mom. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, it was fear, it was really fear holding me back. And so, one day, remember, I was a therapist at the time. One day, yeah. I'm sitting in my office and I get a phone call. And it's the doctor on the other end saying, hey, you have a brain aneurysm. And in that moment, like the world stopped. Um, I, my mind just flashed back to so many things. It flashed back first, flashed back to a couple years before when my mother had a ruptured brain aneurysm and almost didn't make it. She's still with us, thank God, but almost didn't make it. Um, it flashed back to when I was 14, well, 
rewinding more when I was 13 I was molested when I was 14 had my first child and made that promise to my child I'll be the best mother ever when I was 18 and was homeless when I joined the military um deployed to Iraq and returned but my body returned not my mind and even the emotional abuse that I went through in my marriage yeah. it flashed back to all these things I went through and it was like I'm not ready yet and so I had a choice to make. And once that initial shock went away, um, I was able to, you know, face my choices. I could either continue to live like the dead woman walking. Cause really I saw it. I was like, wow, I'm not really living my life. I'm not living my life. Yeah. Right. Or I could live in fear. Oh my gosh. I got this ticking time bomb in my head that can kind of rupture any yeah. minute. I could die any day, or I could thrive instead of just survive and make the best out of my time. And that's what I chose to do. And even still, I didn't see what I'm doing yet on my radar. It was just like, I'm just going to start living. I'm going to start taking care of me, truly taking care of me. And slowly in doing work and focusing on myself, I started to get back out there. And actually, funny story, I got on Tinder for the first time. Yes. I got on Tinder. And I got on there saying, you know what, I'm not getting on here to hook up, but right. I realized I need some kind of companionship. I'm not looking for a relationship, but I need something. And so yeah. like my profile was like, look, if you're looking to hook up, keep on swiping love. And it's so funny. The very first day, it was like 1 a.m. I'm setting up my profile. And the very first day that I'm on there, the next morning, I, I had actually swiped right on a few guys. And one of the guys that I swiped right on, you know, we struck up a conversation. He had swiped right on me as well. And lo and behold, like the greatest love ever, never, ever, ever, ever would have expected this. On Tinder! On Tinder. This is um, your first swipe. She's on the love of her life. I love this. This is like, this is a Lifetime movie. What the hell? How are you not a Lifetime movie, okay? I'm working on it. <laughs> she has suffered through child abuse, physical, emotional abuse, been an army veteran in Iraq, and has a child, children has a child with special needs. You're smiling. You're absolutely beautiful, by the way. If you guys are listening to this, you have to go to the YouTube channel because you're gorgeous. And she just found the love of her life on Tinder. I love this. Can I write the special, please? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Okay, wait. So you're still together with him? We're still together. He's actually very, very supportive in what I'm doing. I'm um, supportive of my Yeah, it's something I swear. So going I need to sage myself. I need help in this department very badly. <laughs> everything that I've gone through, you know, going from the emotional abuse that I went through and then getting to the point where that fear I'm done, this is not going to happen again. And also that fear of it's not for me. I will see the the happy couples out there and I'm like, that love isn't for me. You know, like it's I'm I not do that. I do that. I just yes. did that last night. I'm like, I, I keep thinking about, and I don't mean to interrupt you. First of all, this is so much powerful stuff. We're going to have to have a, you back on a, on a part two episode because there's so many rich things here. Um, so I've been doing that to myself because every time I connect with a guy that I really like, especially post-divorce, they have feelings for me, but they can't be with me. And I just keep thinking, and when I see other happy couples that are like, and, and they're like a gorgeous couple and like, that's the type of guy I'd want to have in my life. I think I'm never going to get, they're never going to be attracted to me. They're never going to want me. And I don't know what's going on in my head. I have had, I can't talk about it on air 
for purposes for my family, but I have had experiences uh, that have re related to, I think, like why I'm this way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And I don't know if that's dealing with like, I have wonderful loving parents and stuff like that. So it's nothing to do with my, my parents situation, but like I had something happen to me when I was younger with a male and it just, I don't know if that's the driving force. So when you're saying that you didn't think you were worthy enough, right? And this is kind of how we wanted to talk about self-love in this episode um, and, and, and self-worth. I feel like that's extremely connected. What would you say to me? Because I am stuck in that mindset for a long time. I would say one, um, one thing that helped is pushing past my fear, but in not just jumping out there and taking a chance with just anybody um, and trying my best to leave the past in the past. And although it's going to affect me, right, um, it's going to affect you, um, but trying to see things with a new lens, looking at lessons learned. And also one thing that helped was for me, not just putting, when I was going through my anger, I looked at everything he did, right? And everything that happened to me, but no, I was like, all right, what part did I play in that? You know, and, it's, and that's one of the hardest things for most women to do is say, um, and not necessarily saying what happened to you as a child, like what part you played, but just even lessons that I could learn from my previous marriage, like despite the abuse and everything, what were some things that I, I could take away and learn from that, whether it's red flags to look out for, um, new ways of forming boundaries, ways of loving myself and leaving sooner, you know, because knowing my self-worth, even if that means yeah. I got alone for a little while. And so taking your time, so say that part again, knowing your self-worth and what did you say in knowing your self-worth? And innocence not settling, even if that means having to be alone, like being with yourself. Sometimes we, a lot of times, that's what we need. We need to learn to love ourselves first before expecting it truly from someone else. And that's really what was missing because when I went into this new relationship, I didn't rush it. I didn't go in with certain expectations. If anything, I he, he and I live far apart over an hour. Okay, to me that was kind of far. But I when I saw a lot of guys don't want to drive 10 minutes to my house. So exactly. I mean so and I purposely swipe right for that reason. I mean, other than other things I like because I say <laughs> Well, some you can be honest, we have to be physically attracted to them from the picture. Come on, that's why they have it there. I mean, there's guys I've been with that I was emotional connection and I would have probably not swiped on them. So that's like always my concern with the apps, but like there was an initial connection. Got it. Yes. And so part of that, I looked at the distance because I said, I don't want, I know me and I know how quick me personally, how if it's going well, I'll cling like, and emotionally, I, I always cling. Right. So I had to give myself that buffer. Like if we're far, then I can't. <laughs> I just was holding my pillow and Kina looked at the screen and was like, what the hell is she doing? That's what I do. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have a connection. Don't go. And he can have like a thousand red flags on him. Exactly. So it forced me by adding that factor of there's distance between us. It yeah. forced me to take it slower, even though things progressed fast, but it wasn't forced. It was yeah. natural. 
both ends. And yeah, after going through that, I look back and I'm like, looking at everything I've been through, I could see other women stuck like I was, you know, yeah. walking the same journey, maybe wearing different shoes. And I want them to have what I have. I want them to, you know, live in their purpose. I want them to have that happiness and that love, which it starts within. Um, and so, well, yeah, so, so if, what's like a kinesthetic, like I'm a kinesthetic learner, right? Like I have to be able to move and touch and I, that's how kind of I, I heal and process. So one of my friends is a, a hypnotherapist and she's like, you should do mirror work. I, I tried it and then I wasn't consistent with it. What is something, do you tell your, if so if I go to your, your workshops or if I go online, so my Thriving Life Academy, there's a Facebook page, there's Instagram. Um, we're gonna put the link in my, in the description on the podcast and on my YouTube. YouTube. But what is a tool that I can help like pra like practice every day? That's something like I can actually do and feel. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. It's really the most powerful two things. One writing. I'm, I'm writing, big on yes. writing. <laughs> writing because you can express yourself. You can be as petty as you want in that yeah. moment. You're giving it. I am petty. <laughs> yeah. So put it on paper. It's your own private thought. <laughs> non-judgmental but the other thing is gratitude and a lot of people especially okay. women going through divorce they're able to see all the negativity yeah but and I always form it in what are your wins what's something positive what that are the wins yeah look at and at first most women they have a very hard time and it's things that just happen to them but you sit and you really focus on what's something good happening and write it down and that forces you to reflect in a positive way and you're changing your mindset yes yeah. the positivity so i love that so writing obviously i write as a comedian i write every day and just as a person and human like i've been writing since the sixth grade it always does help the gratitude thing too is so something that we don't i think i i am grateful for my daughter i'm grateful for a home i'm grateful for clothes and food but i've been trying to focus and i was talking about this last week uh physically feeling the gratitude right like like just taking a moment to inhale and exhale of like the space you're in because i feel like we don't um yeah i'm thankful for this and then we rush off like i i come from a very loud uh, very high high strung italian family as you can tell probably from my persona i you're probably gonna need a xanax after the um this session i'm sorry <laughs> but i need to embody it and feel it and feel grounded so that then I could feel the gratitude and like, wow, look what's just happened. You know, all these wonderful things are happening. Being alone or single, you know, not married or divorced, right? Like that has that negative connotation on it. And when I look back, I was not happy married. So it was like the opposite of what you're thinking, right? So feeling that energy, um, I love gratitude and writing are two big things, guys. Takeaways from this gratitude, right? Writing and the fact that Kina has been able to pivot. Pivoting is another keyword I love that you mentioned is pivoting from your background, you know, in as a veteran, your that really serves a really fabulous purpose. You clearly have a great like mom who has brought you up to be like a amazing human because that comes from within. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know your family, but like it's, it's you have a very well-balanced foundation, especially for all the things that you've gone through. Um, you're very positive outlook. Um, so we have to have you back. We meaning my, me, myself and I, and the tissue box that is my producer. Look at this. This is okay. Um, <laughs> so that we can like bring my exes on. Oh, what's going on, Kina? I was in the military too. I served in Afghanistan. By the way, I got it wrong when he told me, I thought 
no, he served in Kuwait. And I texted him like, you served in Afghanistan, right? Right. And he was Kuwait. And I was like, I felt oh. so bad. Everybody knows. Okay. So my ex, the cop, it was also in the military and I was dating him. I told Kina this, I was dating him for like six months. That's the longest relationship I've had post-divorce. It's pathetic because <laughs> is it pathetic? I don't know. Some women post-divorce have had no relationships, okay. not even any interaction really romantically with a man. So six months, no good. Well, I think he had, I used to say to him, like, do you have any PTSD? And he'd be like, no. And then like six, five, actually not six months in four, uh, not four, two months in, I asked his friends who set us up, they were army buddies. And, he, and the wife was like, oh, he definitely has PTSD. They don't admit it, Michelle. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'll be your support system. And he didn't want me to be his support system. So it was a bad spiraling, but but he, I, he's a good sport. Like I do a lot of his stuff in the show and he's like, cool. Glad you could turn it into humor. And like the other guy, like, it's funny because like I do him a lot and he just, he likes it, but I would have never thought that at first. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Cause I was so upset when we broke up. I stayed on his porch for, all right, this is, we're going into a tangent, but Kana can help me in my dating issues in the next episode. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you and also how anybody around the country, because I have people who listen in from all over the country and the world. I think I have one listener in Switzerland. Um, how can they find you and can they um, receive also uh, in-person and virtual services with My Thriving Life Academy? Yes, yes. So um, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Coaching with Kina. Yes. Uh, make sure you get my free gift kinafreegift.com and yes if i describe you <laughs> i saw your face <laughs> coach you wait what's the free gift i'm all about free gifts sorry <laughs> yes. yes so it's a video that talks about the five biggest challenges in life after divorce so i i go into i love the, that so yeah you gotta get my free gift check that out can you say um, where to find that free gift again yes kinafreegift.com okay and okay. and um if you are that woman that is struggling and let me clarify really quick um although we talked about the post-divorce portion which that's where i started working with women yes aftermath um, <clears throat> i had so many women come to me prior to they're in the process of divorce and like hey can you help me so i actually launched a new program so i serve women either going through the process or in the aftermath of a divorce and even including uh, women who are going through a bad breakup because those feel like divorces sometimes so they do I'm not excluding them either. So if that is you and you realize listening to this, you're like, gosh, she just described me. I am stuck, whether stuck in my anger, stuck in my loneliness, um, can't keep moving, feel lost in my identity or purpose, then please, please, please book a call, free call. Um, I a free am call, a free call, a free gift. I love you. And, <laughs> and also you don't have, so beginning, middle and end of the divorce process, doesn't matter where you're at. And right. you're also opening up the doors to friends who aren't even divorced, but they're going through bad breakup, which is really connected. So yeah. first of all, you got to get, okay, I, I wrote this down because I want to put this in the, in the bio for both the YouTube and the podcast, canafreegift.com. You can also book her. And then if you go to her website, I think you can get everything on her website, which is kinaspeaks.com. And I'll put that right. 
and we are going to share that on everything and um we're gonna have you back because i think it would be fun to have you with another person on the show i don't know what do you think i mean maybe we should i have some male followers that are struggling with women too so do you do you do also help men or is it only women my focus is women women right but if a man comes to me and he basically boot camp (laughs) you know of the women yeah genitalia and such then yeah i'll help i'll help the man we're gonna have to get the men that are open on their snapchats into the kina crowley boot camp of my thriving life get off your fucking snapchat asshole Uh, not if you're trying to be in something serious no oh god i don't even open the chats on snapchat um you are lovely i you're amazing thank you so much guys uh for listening and kina thank you so much for coming today um for coming virtually coming hopefully one day in person we'll have a nice studio that you can come to kinaspeaks.com uh kina crowley the founder and ceo of my thriving life academy please go check her out she's awesome stay tuned for more divorce diaries and keep living your happily ever divorced life